All right, how are you guys doing? This is going to be the last in-person episode with Willie for, I would say, probably a couple weeks. Hopefully, we'll be able to do some stuff, like, internationally. Um, We'd be doing that stuff. <laughs> I don't know what we're going to do. I'm trying, trying to figure out what you're talking drink in. first. <laughs> Might need a drink first, tip to tip. I will say that uh, I guess we're going to shorten down the episodes just a little bit because a lot of you guys were complaining the episodes were getting too long. Well, the thing is, is Willie is really long-winded, so i got to tell Willie, hey, we'll stick a timer on you today. How about that? I'm going to stick a timer. Because there's so much in it. There is. I'm going to take a time run you yeah. right now. Here we go. Stopwatch is running now. Easy. Yeah, there you go. But I'm going to tell you guys right now, there's, um, it might be a little bit slower in Ukraine this coming week, possibly, maybe, because I know this video that says, Willie actually just sent it to me. This is over the last 24 hours of the trenches that are inside of Ukraine. It is absolutely, it's miserable. It really is miserable. So, I mean, I know I, a lot of you guys, it's kind of funny. You guys think I'm like against Ukraine. No, I'm just being honest. Over the last week or so, two weeks, we haven't seen really anything happening from that side. I know it has a lot to do with the weather and so on and so forth. But to maintain, you got to think about it. Humans nowadays are like goldfish. They're literally like goldfish. If you are not giving them some sort of enjoyment or some type of content, they're going to forget about it and they're going to bounce off. That's, it's, it's, it's maybe the TikTok effect. So if, if they're not giving pieces for the news outlets here in America to actually shove down Americans' throats about Ukraine, people are just going to forget about it, and they're going to see a pop-up, and they're going, oh, yeah, I forgot that thing was even going on. That's what's really happening. I know a lot of you guys that are watching this don't realize it, but that is, that is, the, that is the doggone truth. But people love confirmation bias, too. It's like and confirmation bias is the whole idea of, like, you want to hear what you want to hear. Yes, 100%. And, you, you, and this goes on both sides massively. You need to sometimes be like, well, sometimes things go wrong on both sides of this. You know, you, you, people, you can't just hear what you want to hear, you know. We did for like the first six months of this war. You did. But then like, you know, if you're, and you know, your audience is very pro-Ukraine from what I've seen. Yeah. Great. But at the end of the day, if you report on something that is true, you know, that you can't just keep in a echo chamber of this. And this is where we see the Russian propaganda get out of hand. Look at how Way you and I will see something that's Russian propaganda go, how could you believe that? How could a logical person believe that? It's because of confirmation bias, because these pages keep feeding in, and the further you go, feed, feed, feed. So, yeah, I think that's pushback too. Is And everyone has it. Everyone has it. But, yeah, yeah. it's pushback. But i got to do something. I may have forgot this. This episode is sponsored by Raycon. I think I forgot that at the beginning. Yeah. Now, overnight, I'm even talking about... Uh, Ukraine whatsoever. Japan, oh, Japan. <laughs> It'd be not, interesting if Japan did. <laughs> not Japan, excuse Japan's me. Japan's back on their imperialistic <laughs> dream, mate. Oh, They're I'm reviving. Sorry. Oh, China, not Japan. I'm sorry. I legitimately saw this island on this thing and I yeah. said Japan. Oh, I'm an idiot. My apologies to you Japanese folks that are definitely not watching this because I'm not in the right language. I'll tell you right now, I know China. <laughs> uh, if you guys can't tell, I've got some nasal sh- this is, oh my God. Uh, there was 11 Chinese naval ships alongside 70 aircraft uh, that crossed the median line there in the, the Taiwanese Strait. Is that the best way you put it? The Taiwanese, um, that's my, the median line, the one inside the Taiwan Strait. Okay. Now, this actually forced the Taiwan uh, naval um, ships, I should say, the naval reaction force, uh, their Coast Guard and the Air Force causing like a standoff action to ensue. Um, this was this was roughly 25 miles off the coast of Taiwan itself, which is kind of crazy if you think about it. 
This is just off, just off. I mean, you literally, you could probably see it with binoculars, maybe, if you're like got really good ones. Yeah. You probably could. 25 miles. You got a little bit of elevation. You, 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 you could probably see yeah. that. I mean, think about how close that is. You're sitting under, it, it had to be, I mean, you got to have visibility for it. But you know what I mean? You could you could easily see that 100%. That is pretty crazy when you think about it. And not only were they just crossed that median line, they 100%, they started surrounding the, the island. Once again, they're trying to figure out how they're going to react. You know what I mean? They're really doing this just to see how the, the, the Taiwan military, the Taiwanese military is going to react to this coming into their, their safe zone. And I know I use it with quotation marks because it is kind of the safe zone. So I'm not even talking about that. NATO is actually starting to prepare like the largest aviation exercise in its history. And I think it's, um, do you do have the, the numbers? How many? Yes, yeah, so I've got Air Defender 23, strategically united. This is from the uh, Air National Guard. Strategically unites United States and Germany, but there'll be 23 variant of aircraft and approximately 220 that pertain up. There will be 23 varying types of aircraft among the approximate 220 uh, participating aircraft. Um, and it's not, they say Germany and America, they're just the main players. So it's going to be US, Germany, and 22 other allied countries to participate. I know Japan was on that list. I know Japan was on that We'd list. We'd be on that list. Too. Like Australia would be on that list. Yeah, like, be on that list. There's countries that aren't NATO just because of our, where we sit yeah. in the world. But you guys would be on that allied. list. Well, that, that is kind of interesting. The largest the largest air, I would say, exercise, it actually is the largest air exercise since NATO has ever been created back in 40, what was it, 49, I believe. I think it was 1949. But that's, that's actually not even the, the other thing that's going on with the Ukraine as well. You hear about this gentleman that's been arrested here in the United States. So the Russian spy stuff started to pop up every every bit of... Like a nineteen eighties again. Mm. I don't know if you have you read to read any of this yet. No, I haven't read. Okay, it so but I know this is a big thing. This is like a thing that's been popping up for the last month or so. It, it mainly started because of the guy that got arrested over inside of Russia, the Wall Street Journal, the journalist. Yeah. Okay, so now they started stemming. There's okay. Now we're going to talk about the ones we've arrested. It's more like uh, psyops type stuff that's yeah. going on right now. So Poland arrested nine Russians in this just this month alone. Nine different Russians accusing them of plotting a possible sabotage rail routes carrying Western military aid into Ukraine, which I have no idea how Russia has not been like, this is going to sound crazy and probably not a good thing for me to say out loud, but I have no idea how they haven't been successful doing this yet. Yeah, I have. I'm, I'm really. We are how many months deep in this? Like 13, 14, 14 months deep. Yeah. I have no idea how Russia, being as large as they are and having the, I don't want to say the resources they have, they, the resources they do have, how they have not been successful in in destroying a railway leading into Ukraine. I have absolutely no idea. Or maybe they have been, and I just don't. I'm not aware of it. But I'm pretty sure. Right, I, the I, problem I with rail is rail is very easy to repair. It repairs like this. I yeah. understand that, but you, you would yeah. assume. Like if they knew they had they they knew that there was this, this stuff coming into Ukraine that yeah. they could set up an ambush of some sort on a railway hit the front hit the back and then just absolutely there's so just, much of that. They could so do I spoke about the day though is like it, very commonly on a highway you'll see like a high mass system cruising down the road. I don't know how you, these sort of things haven't been ambushed, but a lot of th- a lot of stuff's coming in by truck too. Coming in by truck that is unmarked. They're not military trucks. They're normal trucks. And the thing is, in the day, these trucks are within. They're crossing the Polish border. I'm talking about from ports. I'm talking about from port to Poland. It 100 is not being driven. From excuse me, from from port to where it's going, it's not being driven from the sea. Yes, it shouldn't be coming in from the sea. What I'm saying, it is coming in from the sea at some point when it hits from America to wherever it's going from port, from port to. Oh, sorry. Yeah, but it won't be a Ukrainian port. That's what I'm talking about. It's when it hits port, it's yeah. going on rail to wherever yeah. it's going from out of there. 
But it's not even it's not even just Poland. It's Sweden, Norway, and Germany. Germany have also uncovered a disrupted like some attempted Russian spying in the last recent month as well. There was something in Greece. Which this one's kind of crazy. It seemed like a Netflix series. Uh, an owner of a knitting shop in Athens awesome. was actually a Russian spy. So that literally is something you would normally just see yeah. on. That is a Netflix series right there. Yeah, like, you got to remember like the the idea of a spy. People think spy James Bond. What a spy can be is just you've given someone some money and said, hey. If you hear anything about this, anything about this, let us yeah. know. So there's like, you know, this guy, Sergey, the one that we just picked up here in the United States. And yeah. they're, they're calling it Sloppy Spies. Of course, that's right his now. name. Yeah. Sergey. So anyway, his name's Sergey. He came in from Brazil. Right. And the thing was, he was a Russian. He was charged last week by U.S. authorities for spying for Nos- Moscow under a Brazilian alias, which is kind of crazy because he's a white guy that doesn't speak. You know, he's just... He, He's a Russian. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of weird. Uh, he's, he's been accepted into the School of Advanced International Studies at John Hopkins. And apparently he was really ecstatic. And this is what he sent over to his handler. And this is, they have all the details and all the emails. That he, yeah. He said, we won, bro. Now we're in the big boys league. That's what he sent over <laughs> to his handler. That literally says, he told his Russian handler, according to the criminal complaint filed in federal court. He described, and he was described his plans as being ambitious to embed himself among Washington's political elites in, in this messaging of like uh he was trying to reenact and remake the Americans TV show. Have you ever heard of that one or yeah. seen it? Yeah. Okay. That's what he was like. That's what he was playing out in his mind was that like, was that Netflix series or that Amazon series, whatever it was. Uh, they eventually gained access to his computer and electronic devices covering that a gold mine of emails to his Russian supervisors. So he's pretty much tons of illegal bank transfers coming in, which is what you were talking about when drops and yeah. just being paid for information. Um, like I, uh, what was it? The other thing. Oh yeah, he apparently like literally was. They were talking about dead drops. Like this is kind of crazy. This is still a thing that's happening forty years after the the real, I would call the real Cold War. Yeah. Like what was it forty? Maybe fifty years now? No, it's forty. Forty. Forty some. Forty five ish. Yeah. Doesn't so really matter. You know, you guys don't want to talk about the peak. The, yeah, whenever this peak, but it's still kind of crazy that stuff's still even happening to this day. I mean. Yeah, the spies are a real it. thing, man. Like you know, and, and at the end of the day, I know this is sloppy, but you know, the FSB and you know, Intel collecting. From all people I spoke to, are very good at what they do. Like maybe not at that, but the FSB are collecting intelligence on people. Very good at what they do. So you know, it's it's people never believe that shit's real. And if you're working somewhere like Ukraine or whatever as a journalist, as whatever, don't think that everyone there is you know super on the Ukraine side. All right, so Raycon is actually on a mission to prove to you guys that you shouldn't have to pay an arm and a leg for quality, sound, and essential smart tech listening features. That's nuts. That's like no BS. It's really good. It really is. I've been with them for many, many years, not on this channel, but my other channel as well. Raycon does not outsource the design development of their earbuds. Their small but mighty team of design audio engineers can cut teeth uh, at brands like Bose and Peloton. Raycon knows this economy. Every purchase needs to be very, very perfect. They offer a buy now, pay later options. Like you guys can literally pay $18 to check out. Like 18 bucks. Like you guys can get two years of product protection insurance for just a couple bucks as well. They offer free domestic shipping or international shipping will have a flat fee. They have an easy free return guarantee and they have over 50,000 five-star reviews. That's insane. Couple of my favorite features, noise isolation, awareness mode, because I actually need a little bit of awareness mode, and earbud tap functions. Absolutely phenomenal. Crystal clear call clarity as well. Water and sweat resistant. Because when I'm on a run, I'm sweating. It's going inside of my ears. It's absolutely amazing. You need to check these things out. Right now, you guys can buy something small with some big impact. Click the link in the top of the description. You guys can go to buyraycon.com forward slash speak the truth to get 15% off your Raycon purchase. That is buyraycon.com forward slash speak the truth to get 15% off your Raycon purchase right now. 
Yes. I know that Emmanuel Macron. 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 Yeah. He decided to go visit Beijing, as we all do know, this last week. And, well, yeah, it was his last week. And he's now, I'm not going to say he's more on the Chinese side of things, but I think he might be a little bit pissed off at you guys a little bit. He's always pissed off he's at us. Pissed off at you guys just a tad bit, but now he's trying to. I get it. They want to. They want to have their energy independent, which is kind of crazy. They want to have energy energy independence from Russia, twelve months ago, and twelve months later now they're like, we need to be energy independent from America, which you probably should be as a country. You don't want to be yeah. relying on anybody. That's just stupid. But now it's kind of funny. He sees that we as Americans are separating ourselves a little bit from the Chinese, which is really smart when it comes to certain things like 5G technology, anything that's 5G related. Now he's starting to step in and apparently want to take French companies into China to fill that gap that's starting to form, which doesn't make a lot of sense if you're really a part of us. It, it doesn't really... If we're trying to prove a point to China as us being Americans, why, why, would, why would one of our counterparts... Even though they are the cowardly French, they did the same thing back in the 40s with Hitler. I mean, it's literally this repeating cycle. I don't know if you've seen the headlines of that as well. Literally the same exact type of stuff where they were literally bowing down, trying to come to a plea agreement. Or Hitler was trying to give them an agreement to not go to... It's just, it's the same kind of deal. I don't want to say the Chinese are like Hitler at all, but I'm saying the, the, or the Chinese, or the, the French are trying to bow down to the Chinese like Hitler. But the French, I'm not going to lie. A little bit more on the cowardly side. They've always have been. The French, the French, the French history is very long and very. I know. But like, to, to, to you ask an American, they say, "Yeah, the, the yeah, French." You are ask an American, Avron's a coward. No, not like, really. I like the Aussies. The Canadians really aren't that big of a cowards. I like them. Um, UK is not cow. I mean, there's a lot of countries that aren't cowardly. Like yeah. a ton of them. Yeah. Mainly the ones that were fighting with us in World War II. The UK the least cowardly of I think any nation. <laughs> yeah, the UK is great. There's nothing yeah. wrong with it, but that was pretty much that. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. But like Macron wants some like independence. That's right. And, and he like, wants you should yeah. have it. Uh, well, I, th- I think a lot of European countries should seek more independence around security and stuff than they do because they rely so heavily on the US. Yeah, like the the security of the EU and whatever just relies super heavily on the U- on the US. But it's not, and like the a, EU rely on that's Germany, not a bad French. Thing. No, it's because because US does for the most part they're they're backing the people they say they're going to back. Yeah. Like if someone f-s with our ally, guess what we do? Like when they're talking about that, I don't like Australia at the moment. Yeah, because you outsourced fault. our f-ing security. <laughs> that was their fault. Because yeah, like, I had a bit, and a lot of people got like, "Yeah, a lot were like Fuck you too," which is always good, and you piss off a heap, heap of yeah. people. Because I said, if the French want to be pissed off at Australia, walk out in your fields and see the hundreds of thousands of dead Aussies yeah. that defended your country. <laughs> yeah, I know. Go to Villas Bretonneux, where you guys ditched and we defended Paris. Like, uh, but like the, the AUKUS thing with um, the, the submarines, if you don't know, they outsourced the some of the intelligence security stuff to Chinese and Russian companies. Amongst our, it's a $60 billion contract of submarines, which is the most top secret thing any defense has. And the French company did. And it's like, well, we're backing out of that deal. We should not step into that. Like, maintain the deal. Like, that. yeah. So, but yeah, it's just ridiculous. But I, th- I think a lot, of the, a lot of Europe should seek more independence, you know, amongst the EU. But that's just my personal thing. Because I think there's so... There's, so many countries are very heavily reliant on their neighbours, and I think being independent as a country is fairly important. Yeah, I mean, I agree. The problem is, if you're a small country, if you're, you're kind of Latvia, screwed. Estonia, yeah, Lithuania, what are you going to do if Russia come and invade? That's why NATO exists. Yeah. But the, but a lot of people, and the more you pro Americans, I will be like, yeah, but look at the look at the makeup of NATO. Why are we eighty percent of it for the countries that's least mm. likely to have something? Yeah. Same with same with Ukraine. Like we had we had things signed off with Ukraine to defend them, or we never we didn't. We've given them weapons and arms and whatever, in drips and drabs. But 
you know, we 1994 agreement, we were meant to defend Ukraine. You, Russia, Russia and Belarus were meant to defend Ukraine as well if we invaded them. That's so why we took their nukes, took their long-range strategic yeah, that bombers. didn't happen, whatever. Didn't happen. Yeah. But the one thing that's been big today is grain. And there's been a lot of people talking about grain. And we know that Ukraine's, like, primary industry, or one of at least, is grain. So 40% of Ukraine's population is employed in agriculture, uh, and 41% of the country's export, being up to $68 billion, is uh, agriculture-related. And we know that 10% of the world's wheat is from Ukraine, 15% of the corn, and 30% of the world's barley is from Ukraine. One of the problems in Europe at the moment is to maintain that industry running with the hyperinflation in Ukraine with the with all this is a lot of the taxes import stuff has all been dropped the problem is what it's doing is then Poland and Hungarian farmers are really struggling because they think, of course you can buy it from Ukraine way cheaper than from here so it's having a big effect on these markets now we know Hungary doesn't it's not that, I don't want to say they don't like Ukraine but Hungary is very on the side of Russia in this like you know they Hungary again and again have, you know, really been vetoing things in the EU, things like that. So it is it is difficult. But cheap Ukrainian grain has been flooding the EU market since the beginning of the invasion, held by European Union waiving customs duty and import quotas to help keep Ukraine's agricultural sector running. So Hungary will introduce new measures to curb grain volumes coming from Ukraine, including uh, tariffs and quantitative limits on imports of grain and oil seed. So and, and then Poland has been having similar issues with them saying the grain transit um, will only go through Poland and at least till July. So they may end things or keep it up. But Poland is Ukraine's closest ally because you know, they've both been by similar countries, with, well, not similar countries, Russia before, Soviet era times, whatever. And Poland and Ukraine are like this. So even yeah. though Poland and Ukraine have a very harsh history together, they're like brothers now. So... Yeah, well, they've said, what they've basically said is all products must go through Poland. They cannot harm Polish farmers, Polish producers, and cause a food security crisis. So, but we know grain's a big deal. And we know the grain exports from Odessa through those deals with Turkey and Russia and whatever. There. So it's, it's all over the place. I'm not really hype. I'm not big hype. I'm not really big hip on the, uh, the grain issues in the world. I do know a lot of Ukrainian grain was actually going down to like Africa. This is this is the thing is this was yeah. a huge issue is you and I like you know we're from rich countries we can just afford to buy grain for more like you know we don't like going to the shops and paying an extra ten percent but the thing is this grain is feeding the third world mm-hmm. and the thing is the any inflation at all which we have seen absolutely has a massive effect and then a flow on effect because then we will buy it from other nations so. It's it's very it's very difficult, and you still need to keep this flowing because the other big producer, Russia. So you, you want to maintain this going places, and still try and like limit theirs. So it's it's a balancing act. Everything in this war, everything in war, is a balancing act. We do this, and that. It, it's just seesaws. You know how heavily can we sanction Russia without it collapsing, and that that's what they're trying to do. So it's the same with all of this. Like how much grain can we let through the EU? but still maintain our own agricultural standard. Because at the end of the day, they need to take off these taxes and stuff because, well, they need, you know, primary industry in Ukraine. Ukraine's GDP in 22 shrunk by over 30%. And Ukraine has, a, um, has had a huge amount of people leaving the country too. So the GDP shrink, shrink. We, they need to keep the industry running because it, it's a very hard time. We don't know the figures yet on 23, but 
the GDP will probably shrink again by by all scales. You know, the the um, credit rating from the US, they've put them at C C C minus or something, which is a very low like credit rating. So they need to keep industry flowing and subsidised in some way. If I made C's in school, I'd probably still be in school. The C, yeah, that's like one of the lowest ratings. Yeah, it doesn't go down. Yeah, no, no. I, I wasn't a C, C student, but no, me neither. All right. Well, well happy Easter, everyone. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed. It's going to be a quick one for us today because we have it's Easter. We got to go do something other than talk about a war. Got to get Willie on a plane for 24 hours. He's got to be on a plane for 24 hours. I got to dump off at the airport. So I want to say thank you to Willie for hopping out here for three weeks. Hopefully he will be back. I would assume he'd be back. I don't know. A long, I mean, he's got to head back and look at his, he's got a brain tumor he's got to look at. So hopefully the brain tumor hasn't got bigger and he's not dying on me. I'm but blaming you I if mean, it's got bigger. You blame me if it's got bigger. Well, Fuck I mean, yeah. you drank a lot of alcohol this weekend. So that's on you. Yeah. That is on you, not me. Yeah, my old fashions were good last night. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, guys. I do love Thanks, you guys. Thanks, guys. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Appreciate it.